Hello, I'm Dan Whedon, and this is Unleashed the Podcast. This is a very special episode. My guest is Roberta Matchison, and it's special not only because I have Roberta on, but this was originally aired as a special broadcast for a video series that I did back in June of 2020 as we were right in the midst of COVID-19. The information is still very good. Roberta helps organizations to find, retain, and develop great talent. Her, Her strategies and techniques are timeless. And even in a time of uncertainty, I think still very important for you. And that's why I want to share it. So please enjoy this special episode of my interview with my colleague and friend, Roberta Matchison. Enjoy. Uh, Roberta Matchison is a colleague and a great friend. Uh, we've had many adventures uh, in the consulting community that we share with Alan Weiss. And I couldn't think of, of somebody better, uh, except for the other people who were on my season one, to have on season one than the talent maximizer herself, author of five books. And I, I'm going to have Roberta talk to us a little bit about that. Roberta Matchison. Roberta, welcome to my show. Thanks so much, Dan. It really is a privilege to be here. Um, We have known each other for a very long time. And during that time, I've really seen you, you know, just take off like a rocket ship. So I think that's really cool. (laughs) Thank you. Well, listen, you know what should take off like a rocket ship is this show. And on the website, when people get there, they're going to read all about you. I want to dive into what you know and how you can help anybody who's watching this right here. You, you obviously work with businesses around maximizing talent. That's your brand. And, and, and that's a really important part of what I want to talk about today. You talk, I think it's in your latest book, Evergreen Talent. Did I get that correct? Um, yes, you did. Evergreen right Talent. Talk, I mean... Before this whole pandemic, and we're obviously talking in May of 2020, before this whole thing, finding, recruiting talent, getting them involved in the organization and keeping talent was a hard enough thing as it was. Talk about the concept of evergreen talent. What does that mean? Well, evergreen talent is talent that will grow with your organization and will remain with your organization until the end of time. So it's really about if you think about going into a forest and you see the evergreens and they're standing tall and they're just beautiful and they've been there for a very long time. But what we rarely think about is that at some point, those seedlings, they were planted. And so how do you, you know... Where do you, what kind of seedlings do you need to be planting in your organization and how do you nurture those seedlings and cultivate those seedlings so that your people grow and they remain with your company? So Roberta, I, I've seen the statistics of, you know, people now today will be in, I don't know, 19 different jobs in their careers, four different careers that they might do. Uh, the numbers, I've, I've lost track of that, but you know what I'm talking about. In, in a world, in a business world that we are in today, how do employers, and, and well, I've had a lot of small businesses that are watching this, how do employers 
keep that talent? What do they have to do to, to have evergreen talent? Well, you know, first of all, I think the numbers that you're seeing about people switching jobs, I think as a result of the, you know, coronavirus pandemic, I think that's going to probably slow down a bit mm -hmm. um, because people who are no longer employed are going to find that it's going to be easier to try to get a job in their current field than to switch. But um, that being said, I think there's a lot of people right now who are really taking time, you know, whether it's because they were let go or because they're in the middle of this crisis trying to manage their job and their family and everything else. And they're really thinking about, you know, is this what I want to be doing the rest of my life? And so this is the time for uh, any of your listeners to really think about, you know, how do I engage these people who I can't see every day? Because, you know, we're all going to get that, okay, it's okay to come back to work call. Each governor will make that call separately. And when that happens, um, are your people going to be excited? Are they going to want to come back and work for you? Or are they going to leave and go somewhere else? So I want to come to the pandemic next, because I think that that's really important and, and people are we're in the midst of it right now. But let's say two years from now, three years from now, this is in the rear view mirror, like, like right behind me. It's, it's, it's in that road back there. What are some suggestions you have for, and, and again, I want to, small and mid-sized business owners to keep their employees. How do they engage them? How do they influence them that this is the place to stay and to make a career? Well, I'll tell you, the advantage that small and medium businesses have over the larger corporations is that employees are not just a number. And so if you take the time to really get to know your people, um, get to learn about their families, get to learn about their challenges, uh, when you decide to you know, offer a new benefit, you have the opportunity to customize things as opposed to um, you know, large companies where, you know, when we do get to go to a baseball game or a football game, you know, their whole thing is, okay, well, we're going to give you tickets to our skybox. Yeah, that's great, but I don't like sports, right? <laughs> so if you are a business owner and you happen to know that your employee loves um, going to the symphony or they, this particular person loves the opera, you know, you can customize what you do. And, and if they've done a great job, you can say, you know, I just got you these two tickets to the newest play that came into town that's been sold out for months. So you really get the opportunity to be more personal. And you can that's be nimble, I, right? Which, so, well, not just so, nimble, but personal. Like personal. Don't, just, yep. don't just give everybody the same thing because I'll tell you, equal isn't fair. Right. And there are some people who are really killing themselves right now. And then there are others you know, who are hanging. Uh, it's funny because this morning, my husband and I went for a walk around the reservoir and it was pretty crowded and we're talking about 10 a.m. And I said to my husband, oh, these are all the work from home people out. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know, I want to talk about that. That's a great segue. And we didn't even plan it. It's just, it's just <laughs> that thing. There's a lot of people working from home. Uh, you're at home, I'm yeah. at home. We normally, and you and I did that anyway, but there's a lot of people working, a lot of employees working from home. Uh, talk about the business owner maximizing talent while they can't even be in the same, they can't even be in the same office or the same room. How has this whole last two months 
changed what a, what a business owner has to do? Well, first of all, I think it's really going to demonstrate um, who the really strong leaders have been those business owners that really trust their employees and those business owners that have trained their employees well because they're seeing now that these employees are able to operate without them hovering over these people and I have a client who for a very long time resisted allowing everybody to work from home and mind you he's in the tech business mm. and he's the owner and I'm like, what's the deal? And he's like, well, I just think people need to come together in order to uh, be innovative and creative and we need to be in the same room. And I checked in with him last week and he said, boy, this is working really great for us. So I think it's going to give business owners an opportunity to really look at whether it was their own biases that prevented them from permitting people to do this. Because so if, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. If you have people, if you have people working from home, imagine like how much you can save in real estate costs if they don't need to be there. So what does the future look like? I mean, this is airing in June of 2020. What, what's it going to look like by the end of the year? And then moving forward, is this a trend that is going to catch momentum as opposed to going back to the way it was? Uh, well, I think at the end of the year, it's going to look very different. I think that companies, if they do call people back to work, and it should be noted that companies like Google and Facebook have already said, you're not coming back in this year. Um, and so if you're thinking about, well, what's everyone else doing? That's what the big guys are doing. Um, what will wind up happening is people will be scheduled differently. So you may have your crew that comes in from, you know, 6 a.m., your early morning people from 6 a.m. to maybe noon, and another shift that comes in at, you know, 1 to 7. And I think we'll just see people working in shifts and less people working in the office. So, Roberta, outside of this, again, we're going to move on because down the road, this will be in the rearview mirror. But everything's changed a little bit. I, I kind of equated to going through security uh, at an airport pre-September 11th, 2001. Yes, yes. Uh, we are, we're all still flying, or not now, but we, the, the concept and the logistics is the same, but everything's different. And I think it's going to be the same with this. What are some of the unique challenges coming out of this that business owners will have, again, in the kind of the three phases, recruiting talent, onboarding them, and that may not be the right word, developing, recruiting, developing, and keeping. What are the, what are the, some of the biggest challenges that you might talk about in your book, The Ever, Evergreen Talent, that uh, people watching should know about? Well, first and foremost, you do probably have listeners who've taken you know, government loans that yes. are supposed to be forgiveness loans, and in order to have those loans forgiven, you have to bring back the same number of employees that you had. And what we're seeing is that a lot of employees either don't want to come back because of concern or they're making more money staying at home because of the uh, extra money they're getting from unemployment. And so my first thing that I would suggest is don't assume that the people that you currently have on staff are all going to come back. And I would also look at this and ask yourself, you know, do I really want all these people coming back? Because right. There might be people who, before this started, you were like, you know what, this person's not really working out. So this is the time to be thinking about your plans and, you know, who do you want to bring back? 
and in what order do you want to bring these people back? And so if we look out over the next, you know, six months to a year, and if these unemployment numbers remain like high, because we were at like 3.4%, right. and now we're at almost 15%. Right. So let's just say they come down to 10%. That's a huge number of people looking for jobs. And so when you are looking to fill a particular role, you're going to be bombarded with, with candidates and resumes. And that is not a good thing. Right. So what, what should a business owner look at? Let's say I, I have a, a business and I all of a sudden I put out the call, I need people, and there are a ton of applications. Give me a little bit of the process. What, what should be the process? What should I do to make sure that I'm bringing in people that are right for my organization? Well, I'll tell you, I would first make sure that I didn't put out a post. Okay. <laughs> because So I did the wrong thing right off the, the top, right? <laughs> well, it's sort of like, you know, the day that they say, you know, um, Fenway Park is open. Right. <laughs> you know, opening day. I mean, people are going to just like, they're not even going to think about it. They're just going to gather. And the minute you say, we're hiring, yay, you're just going to be inundated. And so what I would recommend you do, and I recommended this before the pandemic, is that you really use your network. And, you know, you reach out to people who you know, um, reach out to people who may have worked for you previously and ask them, you know, who do you know that might be a great fit for this job? Um, is this a job you might consider? And I would just really, really work my network. Okay. So I have a question for you. I, I do read the newsletters. In fact, I read yours this morning, which when people are watching this will be a month, a month later. But some of the things that you talk about are creating a solar system of talent. I guess I could have had a solar system behind me, but uh, talk about what, what does that mean, creating a solar system of talent? Well, it's creating this um, environment where you're pulling people towards you. You've got this gravitational pull. And it's sort of like, you know, I mean, who do you know that if they didn't get an offer tomorrow from Google, like, who do you know if they got an offer tomorrow would, would turn that down? Like, very few people, especially younger people. And so, like, you want to be the Google of your world. And you want, you know, people to say, oh, wow, that's a company I would absolutely love to work for. And that's all about branding. And it's about your employer brand. And it's about letting people know, like, you're different. You are unique. And this is why they should come work for you. And so you want to be able to attract talent towards you. But just as important, you have to create a force field. And that force field will prevent other people from plucking out your talent. So it's both about attracting and then keeping, it's like the Hotel California. You can come in, but you can, <laughs> we'll, use, we'll use a solar, so we'll use the gravitational pull one. But you know, you just made me think of something because there are, especially, I don't say especially, there are a lot of people, uh, both veteran and young, who work for companies that are large corporations, whether it's Google, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Amazon, and, and some of them have been furloughed, lost their job, and I would have to think for the small and medium-sized business owners I work for, there's some talent out there that's been living in the corporate world that may all of a sudden be great for some of these small businesses. Can you talk about that? 
Absolutely. Um, in fact, yesterday, yesterday I saw that Airbnb had put together an entire list of talent that was available and was encouraging employers, anyone who was looking for a hundred or more employees to, you know, go through this list or post their job openings. Um, and there are other companies that aren't restricting it to the hundred plus <clears throat> job openings. And yeah. so, you know, there are lots of great companies out there that, and great people, and to no fault of these people, they're not working. And right. so I would just, you know, on LinkedIn, people are announcing all the time, you know, we've got some great people that are looking, and if you need somebody. What about, that's a good point. What about uh, social media, specifically LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is, is, is geared towards careers and things like that. Is that a good place for both somebody looking for a job and looking to hire? Yes, it is. But um, I'll tell you, I was pretty surprised. Uh, uh, like I think it was last Sunday uh, on my Facebook page, a job was posted. It was a sponsored ad and it fit me to a T. It was like crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could do this job. This is like, and it's a great company. And why are they on my page? You know? Yeah. How do they know about me? And it wasn't my business page. It was my personal page. And so I thought to myself, you know, this is really smart. And I was so impressed that I actually went on to LinkedIn and I sent a note to um, their chief human resource officer who was based out of Germany. And I said, I don't know what you guys are doing, but it's pretty effective. And so I would encourage your um, listeners and those watching to make sure that they don't discount like I used to do, like, oh, I'll never hire or find somebody on Facebook. So I would still use that. And I would also use LinkedIn. Okay. So I, here's what I'd like you to do. You, uh, we talked about your last book. Tell everybody a little bit, a little bit about all your books and how you work. I want a little, a little Roberta Matchson commercial here. Talk <laughs> about how you help your clients and talk about some of the resources you have. Well, I help my, my clients hire and keep the best talent in the world. And that's, that's my sweet spot. And as part of that, I do a lot of advisory work in the areas of talent. And I'm also an executive coach um, because I have this passion for helping good leaders transform into magnetic leaders. So they can get the whole solar system and, and, and there you go. Exactly. I like how that works. Exactly. And so, you know, as you mentioned, I've written um, five books. They're all on Amazon. Um, the International Bestseller, Suddenly in Charge. Uh, there's another book, The Magnetic Leader. Uh, there's tons of resources. But on my website at matchesonconsulting.com, I've got a ton of free articles and I've got a free workbook that uh, comes with the Evergreen Talent nice. book. And I'll tell you what, Dan, for your listeners, they can just email me at roberta at matchesonconsulting.com. Uh, mention your name. And I'm just going to send them the workbook. They don't need oh. to buy the book. See, look at that. Just by knowing me, people can get something. By the way, the thing you didn't mention is we are both LinkedIn learning authors and yes. i know that you have some for those linkedin members who are either premium members or i know we they can now purchase them you have some some good things on linkedin as well i've got eight <clears throat> eight courses um but i want to give your people one other thing because sure. because you and i have this relationship and i'm sure anyone that's watching is like a solid person so 
I'm happy to offer your listeners a complimentary 30-minute conversation about talent. This isn't going to be a sales pitch. It's just going to be like, here's, here's where you're at. Here's what you can do. Here's what you should be doing immediately and in the medium time frame and in the long term. And I'm happy to do that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, as a, as a final going out, I want you to kind of uh, just summarize everybody watching this in June of 2020 or in June of 2021, whenever they might be watching this, what are your keys to being a, that, that, that magnetic business? If, if you could give one quick summary of what's it take, what, do you, what would you say? I think you cannot afford to be a best kept secret. And everybody in your community, you know, you think everybody knows what a great organization you are. They, you probably think everyone knows, like you supported all these nonprofits during this crisis. Um, my guess is most people don't know. And so you really have to toot your own horn and you have to make sure that people know that you are definitely the best employer that people should all want to come work for. Well, Roberta, you're the best. Thank you very much. This has been terrific. I, I've enjoyed uh, talking and catching up with you. Thanks for all your kind offers to uh, the people watching this. And best to, uh, best to your family. And we'll be talking to you again soon. Everybody else, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, be well and be unleashed. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Unleash the Podcast. My guest was Roberta Matchison. She is a talent maximizer and she was fantastic. I want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast to Unleash the Podcast. We are on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Music.